Hey guys, and welcome to the Appliance Alliance podcast. I am your host with the most equipment, Zach Ryder. And alongside of me, the man with the plan, you are not the most famous one this week. We have someone no, who is way not. more famous than you this week. Yep. Uh, Mr. TK Cousins. What's going on, everybody? We're back in the studios, and uh, we're super excited, as always, um, for our guest this week. Uh, if you're on the Facebook group, you probably heard me talk about this young lady. Um, her name is Renee Duham. Duham? Did I butcher that? Duham. <laughs> okay, Duham. And she, I, I ran across Renee on TikTok. I got back on TikTok recently, and you know, wherever I go on the social media world, I like to check out the appliance world and see what's going on. And I ran across Renee's videos, and I was just blown away. Um, I was truly blown away. I was like, man, this this girl knows her stuff. She is putting out some great content, uh, and she has become quite the TikTok star uh, on, on the old TikTok. And, and if you know me, you know I'm a fan of TikTok. I think it's fun. I think it's it's a great place to just like Facebook sucks and I'm a big TikTok fan. Um, <laughs> but we're super excited to have you, Renee. Uh, introduce yourself if you don't mind. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll uh, get into more about the TikTok and being a tech and all that stuff. Sure. So hello. <laughs> uh, my name's Renee. Um, I'm on TikTok as Renda, um, which is just the first three and last three of my or first three of my first name first three of my last name um but uh i've been an appliance tech for five years i come from a background of customer service which i think really helps with uh the content that i wind up making on tiktok which is generally like customer education based yeah well, you are definitely you definitely have that we were just talking about that in the pre-roll uh you definitely have the soft skills unlock which is something we are big on um dive in on that like you you're very passionate about the soft skills and treating the customer right so let's let's go down that rabbit hole sure um well yeah so i like the i've only been doing appliance repair for five years and it's something that uh i had when i got hired the company that i work for was really desperate for tax <laughs> and i got lucky because one of my coworkers was a, a, a previous coworker of mine at another job so he was like, you know, I know you're looking for a job and this kind of seems right up your alley and you should apply. And uh, he gave me like a background. He's like, you know, you need to know some basic plumbing stuff. You need to know some basic electrical stuff. And this is like a general rundown. So like do some research because they're going to give you like a pre quiz before they hire you. <laughs> so I did like probably an hour or two's worth of research. And I was like that AP kid in high school <laughs> that like did all the, the like I got good grades and stuff and I was used to writing papers. So. <laughs> I did really well on the test That's and they awesome. were surprised. Um, but they liked the fact that I had a customer service background because they were like, you know, we can teach you all of the appliance stuff, but like having the customer service background already, like we don't have to train that into you. That's the already a step ahead. Soft yeah. skills are definitely one of the hardest things to teach a tech, especially oh, sure. a technician, right? If you, if you're a technician first and customer service second, it's, it's not natural to yeah. care about the customer if that's not your background. So um, that's awesome. Uh, what? So what got you? I mean, I know you were. You said you were looking for a job. So what? Like, hey, I'm just gonna be appliance tech. Like, what? How did that whole transition? How did that happen? It legitimately, like, I just, I couldn't. I was working like four jobs at a time. And I couldn't find anything consistent. And it, it mostly, honestly, was just my friend saying, hey, this is an option. And this seems like something that I feel like you would be okay at. Because <laughs> I, I, I had never really even thought about it. But he, he told me what the job entailed. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, even though you guys see me on TikTok, like full face of makeup, I've, I don't wear makeup every day. Like that's, I'm, I'm a very down to earth kind of person that doesn't, like, I don't mind getting my hands dirty. Like literally doing work, doing that. <laughs> So knowing that, I was like, okay, I could see myself doing this. It's different than all the other stuff that I've been doing. Why not? That's awesome. And that was basically it. That's awesome. Did you, um, when you first started, did did you jump right into a van and start doing calls? Did you do some ride-alongs? How did it work? 
I so I did shadowing training, so I rode alongside another tech for six months. Nice. <laughs> they like six months is I think definitely the longest that any of the other techs have ever ridden alongside somebody. But I think I was also the only tech that they had hired that had literally zero appliance repair experience, and I just wanted to make sure I was ready. <laughs> yeah. But well, and I and I got lucky too because the tech that I rode alongside was like he's he's the same kind of mindset. He's like, that type of person as well. So of all of the techs that I could have trained with, I don't know if I would still be doing appliance repair had I not trained with him. That's awesome. Do you do you enjoy it? Yeah, for sure. Good. If I didn't, I wouldn't still be doing it. Hey, there's a lot of guys and gals I'm sure out there that are that are doing it every day. Yeah, Zach's one of them. Um, you know, I'm one of those people too. I love appliance repair. Like I can talk about it all day. I'm passionate about it. Um, uh, and not that there's anything wrong with it if you're not, you know, you're not into it, but, um, it's, it certainly helps when you enjoy what you're doing. It really oh, does. Sure. I don't love what I'm doing, but I, I but, love but the community. I love, right. I <laughs> see, here's the difference. I love the community. I love the technicians. I love the business owners. I, I love the soft skill side of things, helping people be better at what they do and serving the customer better. That is what I'm very passionate about. So I'm a good technician. You're a great technician, in my opinion. I'm a good technician. You're I just my, don't like my, doing it. You're on my, oh shit, I mean, oh crap, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what to right there. Oh crap, I don't know what to do. Call Zach. Yeah, um, I get that a lot. Um, so let's what so you're a full line tech you don't you don't share the company and we're good with you not sharing who you work for you don't share it on yeah. any of your social and we're a hundred percent behind why you do that uh yeah. if we weren't stuck in what we do we wouldn't share either but anyway uh <laughs> so are you a full line tech like so full line you do everything um washers dishwashers dryers like everything or Pretty specialized. Much, um, so the the company that I work for, we only service the products that the company itself sells. So there is like definitely a limit to it. Um, I don't do so the for the most part, the majority of what I repair is uh, kitchen and laundry appliances. That's the easiest way to say it. Um, but I don't do stuff like trash compactors. I've never I, I don't know if we service them because I've never run into one. <laughs> do people still have trash compactors? Yeah, I've seen them in a few people's houses. Wow. Never serviced one, but I've seen it alongside like a dishwasher that I'm servicing or something. How very 80s. Uh, <laughs> I think we have like three left in my area. We get asked about pretty much all the time. Maybe that's why I never see them. <laughs> uh, so servicing dealer is what that's called. If you're not familiar with that, those watching, uh, that would be a servicing dealer. They sell appliances and they service what they sell. So yep. uh, whether it's in warranty or out of warranty. So. Very cool. And I'm sure that's a pretty good um, business structure, too, because your technicians are going to get very familiar with those machines, you know? Oh, for sure. You know, you're going to you're going to have a lot of pattern recognition where you walk in. You're like, oh, I know exactly what this is. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I like uh, I like how you get asked. Um, and, and I've kind of taken some of your. After watching, because uh, I TikTok stalked you, uh, I just got a TikTok <laughs> literally to to watch your content. Um, <laughs> yeah, T I mean TK has been talking about it. literally. I, he hasn't shut up about it in quite a while. He's like, we gotta get her on the podcast. All right, tell her right, fine. Um, so I watched through the content, but I love what you say. Like, I'm not going to recommend an appliance. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not going to do it. Um, and, and and your logic behind that is so go. I'm gonna let you go ahead and go into that, and we can trail down that rabbit hole. Sure. Um, so the the long and short of it is all of my numbers are skewed <laughs> because since I only service the stuff that my company sells, I'm only going to see the products that my company sells. So the best product on the market, if my company doesn't sell it, I will never see it. And I get people sometimes that are real sneaky with it. And they're like, oh, well, which product do you see the least? Like, how would I know? I never see it. Like, that doesn't, it could mean that it's a really great product, or it could mean that we don't sell a lot of it, which could mean that it's not a great product. And then, like, in that same vein, it's just like, 
Samsung, for example, just, just as like one example, Samsung's really popular, very popular brand. So my company sells a lot of Samsung, which means statistically speaking, I'm going to see a lot of Samsung. It doesn't mean that Samsung is necessarily an awful brand, but just the statistics of it. So I don't feel like I could honestly give a good recommendation because all of my data is based off of that. So it's all just going to be like my personal opinion rather than actual fact and true evidence. And I take that a step further. And I it's, I literally had a customer ask me this today. All right, well, we're not going to go ahead and do that repair. I, said, I don't blame you. You know, you're kind of in a bad position. They have the uh, Frigidaire made Kenmore and it doesn't have the rust on the back panel yet, but I can feel that it's hollow and it's coming and they're looking at a decent repair on the ice maker as it is because it hasn't had the update kit. If you're not a technician watching this, it doesn't matter. If you are a technician, you know what I'm talking about. It needs the <laughs> airbox update. Um, so we went through everything and they're like, well, so what do you recommend? And I went, I hate that question. <laughs> I looked at him and I said nothing. I literally recommend nothing. They all suck. And they just kind of <laughs> cocked their head to the side. And I went, literally every appliance that comes out today is terrible. They are all awful. The days of not seeing an appliance repair technician, and I don't care what you believe, I don't care what brand you work on, the days of not seeing us are gone. You are going to see us somewhere in that two to five year pocket, guaranteed, if not sooner. I yeah. well, I have I have like a little theory on that too, though. I think like I don't always necessarily think that it's because stuff is made worse or more poorly, but everything on the market now is made more safely. So there are a lot more safety measures put in place. So like something might break rather than burn your house down. So you're going to have to get it serviced, but that also means you're not going to burn your house down. And sometimes it's right. too smart for its own good. And yes. <laughs> well, I, I you get false positives I, and for sure. Yeah. I personally think the quality has gone down over the years, but a lot, you know, part, part of it is them just being cheap, but part of it is also, we have sacrificed quality for efficiency. Mm -hmm. And in the name of efficiency, we're filling our landfills with junk appliances that don't last more than 10 years. I mean, you can look, you can look at an old Maytag double belt washer. That washer is built 1000 times better than a new GE. Just it, it, it's, it's, but the new GE uses less water and it uses less power. It uses all these things, but you're only going to get five to 10 years if you're lucky. So after five, between the five and 10 year period, it's either going to the scrapyard, which is where we hope they end up, or it's going to the junkyard and it's going to, you know, end up being in a landfill somewhere. Well, I that's, like what, that, that's a, that might be, a, you might not have done this TikTok video, but it would be good to promote, uh, appliance recycling because I, oh, I mentioned sure. that to every single if I go out on a customer I tell them it's not worth fixing I say please make a plan to get this recycled because it doesn't need to end up in a landfill absolutely and I well, feel I, like that's our responsibility as technicians well and I feel like part of the whole like the the efficiency and like quality and everything like that part of it is that like a lot of it are just the laws that have been put in place like they have to meet the energy regulations in order to be able to sell that product so they have to figure out all these different things and the the energy regulations are changing so often that they can't always like whereas they used to probably do a lot more research and development <laughs> i feel like they don't have quite as much time to do that before the energy regulations change and then no. yep. to top all that off too, like older appliances that are made of like steel and newer stuff is made of like aluminum and plastic, but you want to keep your appliances at a certain price point and the consumer doesn't want to pay very much more than that. So if you wanted it to be the old quality with the, the like same, like all the steel and everything that's going to last longer, people don't want to pay that price nowadays because they want to pay the disposable price. Basically, And you just hit the nail on the head. I have customers <laughs> that whine and complain all the time and, oh, this is horrible. You did it. 
yeah you did it Supply you made the choice you wanted the new the shiny the fancy the da, 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 da. the tablet in the door yeah i mean you oh did it God. until you as the consumer stand up and say enough is enough it's not going to change it's not it's not it's not going to change you know and then the other piece of that those engineers do have plenty of time because they have entire <laughs> teams because i've talked i'm not going to say what company but <clears throat> I know someone that works for a company and there's an entire engineering team that goes out and does marketing research as well to figure out how old customers think is old for an appliance. And they design their machines to fail roughly at that point or they begin to discontinue parts roughly at that point. Uh, so designed obsolescence <laughs> for sure but I, it's not going to change until the customers stand up and say enough is enough and it's not going to it's not going to change until we fight back on the government i mean i'm I, listen i am all about don't get us started on it i i i like <laughs> we need to protect the environment that's why we're big on appliance recycling and not just sending oh, it yeah. to the junkyard but at the same time i i i literally i literally say this every time a customer asks me about this energy efficiency in this hand but don't pay attention to what you know the landfills filling up in the background um yeah. we do need to be very very conscious of that and and we do have to push back it's uh, it's our job as citizens and as consumers to push back and say enough is enough that reminded me there was a tiktok that i saw the other day that uh is a woman who's like cutting up the plastic rings for that like holds the soda cans and she's like you know we're all sitting here in the 90s like cutting the plastic rings so that the animals don't get stuck in them but none of us are asking the question why are these plastic rings ending up in the area where the animals are getting stuck in them right exactly it's the same general idea yeah 100 100 exactly. well jumping back to TikTok, um one of the things that i mentioned earlier is how impressed I was with your customer education skills and the amount of knowledge that you have, sorry, uh, the amount of knowledge you have when it comes to because that's real big for me and teaching my technicians as I'm growing my business. What would you say are your top three customer education things that you, you tell every customer no matter what? Uh, I mean, obviously that depends on the appliance that I'm in their house for, because I'm not going to like go and educate the heck out of them on their dishwasher when I'm there for the washing machine. But <laughs> the, like the most common ones are definitely, um, only use two tablespoons of detergent. That's like the number that's, one. That's like your tagline, right? Or like, really, like that's like I, the biggest I thing. My, that you... my TikTok bio to say CEO of two tablespoons of detergent. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's like that. I think that was my first like pretty big, relatively viral video was that because it blows people's minds because they don't pay enough attention to manuals. <laughs> but that's that would be probably number one. Um, I got to think because like off the top of my head, it makes me blank. Uh loading stuff like how to load your washing machine a lot of times it winds up being laundry stuff because i feel like that's the easiest to mess up because there are so many different variables like how you load it what you put in it um like how much detergent you use and additives and stuff like that um but loading especially with uh the uh top loaders with the impeller because nobody loads them right and then i come out and they wonder why they keep getting an off-balance load or something's going wrong i'm like did you actually read your manual because you can't use it the same way <laughs> I love when I get appliances come with manuals. Yeah. <laughs> Manual. And then I think third would probably be dryer venting. Anything with dryer venting. Because as much as people are like manuals, they're also like, I have to clean dryer venting. Well, and I you guys, done that in a decade. So you guys probably see that more than anyone there. I, I almost guarantee there was a technician. They went out there and said, hey, you, you know, no matter what, you're you're this is what killed your dryer and you need to make sure before you go and purchase your because i've said it i've lost track of how many times i've had to say this but oh, before sure. you go out and you purchase your new dryer get your freaking vent clean because guess what it's going to do the same thing to your brand new dryer if you don't go and get it cleaned um and inevitably we get a phone call or you know the the random dealer in town gets a phone call my dryer's not drying and you just brought this 
did you clean your vent like the technician told you? No. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> I feel like we have to educate that on a that's, pretty consistent well, that's, basis. That's especially like always the fun one when I go out because I, you know, not only am I the technician, but I work for the person that they bought it from. So I walk in the door and they're automatically just like, you guys did this. You guys sold me a piece of junk machine. And then I'm just like, Haha, you messed it up. Bye bye. Yeah. One of the technicians in our group uh, posted a really cool thing. It's a video camera that literally goes on the rods, the vent cleaning rods. And it's got like a little monitor. And he goes, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I told you you need to clean this and he sticks the monitor in front of their face and runs the the rods through the and it's like a 6 to 700 dollar piece of equipment but he got so tired of customers like screaming and yelling and, and saying you you just changed this thermal fuse and why is it not and so he's like runs it through. Hey, I told you to clean your vent. Hello, it's not clean. Um, so I feel like I feel like customer education and and really helping to change that mindset. Right. As much as we're complaining and making fun of this, like we we really honestly want the best for the customer. We want them to stop having to oh, call us sure. because I don't like going out and telling you, hey, told you to clean your vent last time. You didn't clean your vent money. Give me money because well, you didn't listen. One of the like because of how um, like our system works, if I screw something up. And like they have to call me and it's I don't know if it's like an industry term or if it's just with our company, but they call it a rehash. So with us, if I get a rehash on a call, they send me back out. So if I screw something up, I'm the one that comes back out. So the customers that I have that are a little less likely to believe me, sometimes I'll get to the point where I'll be like, look, why would I lie to you? Because if you continue to have the same problem after doing what I said, you're going to send me back out. I'm going to be back out here to see you. Like I'm I have not no making money while I keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. No, we call it recall. Uh, that's my yeah, company. Same general idea. Yeah. Same thing. Yep. Um, tech, same technician goes back. Our, we have a thing where it's second or third try. A uh, more experienced technician would go back. But chances are, gotcha. if you're the most experienced technician, guess what? You're going to continue to see me. So we, <laughs> like you said, we have no point in lying to you. It's more of a waste of time than than anything so yeah uh i like uh, another thing i wanted to touch on was um i noticed you're you're big on the uh the clean the app fresh cleaners <laughs> or, or cleaners in general yeah uh, washing machine cleaners because uh there are more than just app fresh but uh for newer technicians what would you what's kind of your spiel um do you tell them once a month do you tell them Every other month, I know the packet says once a month, but they're just trying to sell tablets. What do you think? I usually say, uh, like the the phrasing that I use is roughly once a month to once every other month, depending on how much laundry you're doing. So, like if it's just like a husband and wife married couple, I'm, I'm just like I, I ask them how often they do laundry is the big thing. So if they do like a load of laundry a day or more, then I'm like, yeah, you should probably run it through once a month. <laughs> But, you know, if they're only doing laundry like once or twice a week, I'm like, you can do it every other month. You'll be fine. Right. So it depends yeah. person to person. Like my, my blanket, I say once a month because of the fact that the packaging usually says once a month. So I try to tell them like the recommended on that because at least it's a cleaning product and not like a detergent product. But and softener. Oh, I love softener. <laughs> <laughs> I have that... I actually have a, uh, a fabric softener video in the works. Oh, that's nice. awesome. That is one thing that customers use entirely too much of. Yes. Um, I don't know about your area. We have really bad water. Um, I'm south of Chicagoland. Um, and so, like, our water is, we sit on a lot of sulfur beds and stuff like that. And we have the salt in there and everything. So, our water is just trash to begin with. Um, but softener, like, I can always tell when a customer's use softener in a washer because it won't come apart softener is so corrosive it is and it's disgusting on top of that you can't get rid of it so but yeah I actually I, I have a question for you guys too. yeah um what are you guys experiences with vinegar being used as a fabric softener or vinegar being used in washing machines I've actually had a lot of customers tell me that they use vinegar I, I don't use so fabric softener in any way shape or form so yeah 
Well, I, I get a whole lot of TikTok comments saying, oh, I heard that vinegar can eat away at the rubber seals in your washing machine. And I'm like, I've never heard of that happening. None of the technicians that I know have ever heard of that happening. None of the manufacturers have ever told me that that would be a problem. And they would tell me if there was something that was that big of an issue. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I tend to recommend that people use vinegar as a fabric softener instead of fabric softener because it's not going to get a buildup, but <laughs> it'll still get the clothes clean and fresh. I would say fabric softener is actually more corrosive and nasty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Between the two, for sure. Well, I've heard a lot of people say vinegar is good for cleaning washers and dishwashers. As well. Yeah, that's what that's what I had heard. Too. I don't know where this rumor started because I've only heard it since I've been on TikTok, but I've heard it a lot. Hmm. Huh. Well, I have to check into that. Yes, we are. Yeah. And uh, if you Google it, it goes like both ways. So I, I am asking from like the people who have the experience with it. And I literally have not found a single technician who has heard of vinegar eating away at rubber seals. I mean, I personally don't want my clothes smelling like Easter eggs, but uh, I <laughs> but mean. It, well, you don't use that much of it, though. And you're going to it's, it's going to go in before the rinse. Anyway, so I fine. know. I'm being funny. <laughs> Uh, but it's definitely better than fabric softener, no matter what. I mean, I would I would choose that over fabric softener any day. Um, how about uh, so we did talk about uh, we hit on dishwashers briefly. I have one thing that I recommend and people think I'm just ridiculous, but I've experienced it working really well. Uh, what's your go to? Hey, here's how you clean your dishwasher. Um. A couple of things. I, I do I do recommend dishwasher cleaning products just because a lot of times that's easier for people. Um, but I also, I do tell people to rinse their dishes. I don't tell them to rinse them all the way clean. I don't tell them to wash their dishes. I'm very specific about that because people get on my case about it. <laughs> but I'm just like, I have found grains of rice and corn kernels and things stuck in spray arms. So like that stuff needs to get rinsed off. Um, but I tell them to, to run, uh, a cleaner through it. And if they have, um, like excessive, like bubbles or something like that, vinegar, because vinegar cuts through it. Um, and then to always wipe the, the seal of the door and clean out the, um, filter. So that one I'm a little more specific because there's like nooks and crannies on the dishwasher that are a little different. Like if you close the door, that area underneath the door is going to get gunk. So I don't feel like a cleaner is going to be able to reach it properly. Yeah, I mean, it's sealed. It's literally sealed once that exactly. happens. Um, yeah, I tell customers Tang for cleaning. I, You know, if I they want to use the cleaning, heard, like, if they want to use the cleaning, they can go ahead and use the cleaning. But I'm telling you, Tang does actually work. I don't care. There's some super techs out there that think I'm an idiot for saying that, but I've literally watched it work and I do it at my own house. So <laughs> I've, have I've, you ever heard of it? Staining the drum on plastic, the tub on plastic dishwashers. I mean, I'm sure that's entirely possible, but I have a stainless tub, so I don't really <laughs> so worry don't about recommend it. it going to the plastic well, tubs. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's I, typically I what I do. It's really good cleaner, but you can't use it on plastic tub dishwashers because it stains the plastic tub part. Well, and I feel like anything could stain the plastic tub in a plastic tub dishwasher. I mean, like plastic tub dishwashers is the stupidest invention ever that's a personal opinion but i i mean really like what do we see more issues with plastic or stainless tubs i see more issues with plastic tubs <laughs> just because i've actually seen heaters melt through plastic tubs so oh yeah just saying i do wonder though if if tang works because it's got like citric acid ci yeah citric stuff because the, isn't that's that's one of the ingredients in the cleaner anyway yes it is it oh. is powdered citric acid for cheap that's why but I like it. If you could get citric acid without the dye, yeah, a hundred percent. If I could, <laughs> if I could find a cheap I mean, source of powder, I'm not saying like if you could because it's not a possibility. I'm just saying if you find that instead, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and if you can find it for a cost effective, then absolutely do. The biggest thing about it is being powdered because then it yeah. dispenses at the proper time. And that's the whole reason that like dishwasher magic and some of those other ones work is because they have a wax seal that breaks down yeah. at the very specific temperature that it's supposed to break down. At. That's so. And that's exactly why I got on people's case about the whole uh, dishwasher pod being used to clean the washing machine. <laughs> Wait. Did you hear about that? No, no we need a, we need to discuss this. <laughs> it's a huge TikTok trend right now. Is these people that are just like, oh, look at this hack! I threw my my dishwasher tab, 
like not a cleaning tab, a dishwasher pod, a pod into their washing machine to clean it. Yeah. And, and their whole theory is they're like, oh, well, it has like one of the same ingredients. And I'm like, yes, but all the other ingredients are not made for that. And your dishwasher gets a lot hotter than your washing machine does. And like I, I did a whole I did a whole TikTok on it. <laughs> but that's that's one of the things that's going. That's I feel like I will never not have content to make on TikTok because of all the stupid trends that people try without even thinking of how it's going to affect their stuff. Well, like what a I lot of us need to get on there and go against these trends yeah. because <laughs> like oh my gosh I just want to that literally makes me want to scream <laughs> I know right it's oh and it's so funny too because like I'll, I'll look at my mentions in TikTok every once in a while which is you know when like somebody tags you in a comment or in a video and the other day there was some video that was saying something that I had already made a TikTok on that I said not to do and I don't remember which video it was, but this video was saying, no, no, like, do it this way. And all these people in the comments were like, well, I'm going to trust Renda's opinion on it. That's <laughs> awesome. And they're all, like, sticking up for me. I'm like, yeah, thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That, that, is, that is when you have earned people's trust. That is amazing. Exactly. I'm getting That's there. So <laughs> how, how many TikTok followers do you have now? Uh, last I checked, I'm at almost 195,000. That's insane. Holy that's freaking ridiculous. That's yeah, crazy. So you get do you get money for your TikToks now? Yeah, so I don't know how it works. So I you can um once I don't remember exactly what the threshold was because I think it was somewhere when I was around like a thousand followers. Um you get invited into the TikTok creator fund. Um and the creator fund TikTok is really freaking secret secretive about what all the details are on that, but it's something to do with how many views you get in a certain amount of time and whether or not those views are organic or they're from your followers or they're from the for you page or like all sorts of stuff. And they pay you a certain amount based on that. Um, so every day I can look in my creator fund and it's like, Oh, you made like $3 yesterday or something like that. And if like on my really slow days, it's like you made 15 cents. <laughs> And then on the really good days when a video of mine like went viral, it's like you made $18 today. Nice. So it's, it's not like a whole ton. I think so. I've I've been um, on TikTok since last November. So I've been on TikTok for less than a year. And since November, uh, I only like just recently broke $500. Like it's, it's not a whole ton. But um, Fred's reached out to me when I was at like 60 something thousand followers and now they sponsor some of my videos. That's so awesome. Yeah, so they, they give me like a flat fee based on whatever video I post. And then if I hit like a certain number of views on it, they'll pay me a little more. And I just, I wear a Fred shirt and then I like tag them in the post and that's it. But it's like the same content I would have made anyway. Right. So it's a good deal for me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. awesome. How did that come about? I, Adam just randomly approached me with it. Like he, he found my TikTok. And then um, I have all my messages turned off on TikTok because I, I know I, I would get 5,000 million people. <laughs> It'd be way too many people messaging me. Um, but the people who are smart, like you guys, um, know that they can find me through Instagram and they can message me there. So he messaged me through Instagram. He's like, hey, I'm Adam. I, you know, this is the company. And I had heard of Fred's. So I'm like, okay, I'm vaguely familiar with you guys. Um, and he was just like, we, we talked back and forth. We did like a Google, a Google meet um, and discussed like money and stuff like that. And he's like, okay, send me how much like you, you want to make from this kind of stuff. Um, and I sent him like a very conservative number. Cause I'm like, I'm a new TikToker. And he came back and he's like, that's cool, but we want to pay you more. Nice. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. There you go. So it's great. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's, yeah, go ahead. You want to switch gears a little, Renee, and talk about your other passion, which is space painting and <laughs> um, theater and all that stuff? TK really sure. wants to talk about the face painting. I do a lot of things. <laughs> well, the, the face painting is really, I, I love face painting. Let me start by, off by saying that. Um, I've bought several face painting kits. Um, one of the churches that I used to be really involved with, we'd do outreaches and um, in the neighborhoods and it all, there'd always be face painting booths and I was always interested in it. And then uh, I was telling Zach this story earlier. I went, I go to El Salvador once a year and build houses 
Oh, nice. And and there's one translator. When we go out to the villages to build the houses, um, there's always a translator there. Well, there's this one translator. She always brings face paints. Because when we're building the houses and working, like typically the translator is just hanging out. Anytime that translator got assigned to my crew, I'd pretty much tell the boss in the morning, like, Jefe, no trabajo today, amigo. Like, I'm not working at all. Like, I'm paint, I'm painting kids' faces. So first day I do it, I get there, and I'm painting, and every kid wants a spider. Spider in, <laughs> spider in Spanish is araña. They go, araña, araña. You know, they're point, pointing where they want. So I'm doing spiders. I've mastered the spider, and I'm doing it really good. Well, little did old TK know the spider has something to do with the gangs and the MS-13 <laughs> and all that stuff in El Salvador. So all these oh, parents yeah. are coming over to me telling me, no, Aranya, no, Aranya. And I, was like, I, I just want to do some face painting. Like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This nice little innocent face paint. It's like, no, this is gang signs. Yeah, I'm gang tat- doing gang tattoos on a mission trip. It's, 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 it's just, you know, it's it's my uh, reasonable service. <laughs> but how'd you get into the face painting? Because that's really cool. Yeah, I've actually been doing face painting for uh, a little over a decade. <laughs> um, I used to, so um, before I lived in Connecticut, I was born and raised in Florida. And I lived in like the Tampa area. And in Tampa, there's a theme park called Bush Gardens. Um, and when I was uh, like 18, 19 years old, I really needed a job. This is how all my jobs happen. I really needed a job. <laughs> and I had a friend that uh, was working at Bush Gardens as a face painter. And I've always just been a really creative artsy person in general. Like the art is more my passion than appliance repair is. <laughs> That's like my, my main thing. Um, but so I started face painting there and I, uh, very shortly after I did that, I moved to Connecticut. And, uh, when I moved to Connecticut, I met my now husband and got to know him and his friends. And one of his like friend of a friends happens to be Jenna, who's face candy Jenna on TikTok, who has like over a million followers right now. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And, uh, when I was working at Bush Gardens, I was doing face paint and I was doing henna and, Jenna had a face paint company that she was just, just starting and she wanted to start adding henna to it. So she mentioned to like this friend of a friend of a friend that she was looking for somebody and somebody mentioned my name. So I wound up meeting up with her and wound up like doing face painting and henna with her. And I've been working for her ever since. So that's my weekend gig now. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. And, and you mentioned art. So you are currently in a musical uh, yeah. <laughs> tell us about that. Um, I'm going to be in the ensemble in Rent, which was also, that was, uh, Jenna helped me get that role too, because uh, they had a few people drop out like last minute in the ensemble. And if you've ever seen like the musical version of Rent, not just like the movie, the ensemble is a big part of it because you need, you know, you need to be able to actually create those beautiful harmonies in like Seasons of Love, for example. Right. <laughs> um, so they needed some some people to do the ensemble. And I've never been in a show before in my life, but I've always been kind of theater adjacent. I wanted to be in a show, but I, when I was growing up, like my mom was a single parent and I didn't have rides anywhere. Um, I didn't have a way to be able to do it. And then when I was an adult, I needed to work. So I didn't have time. And I'm finally at a point, um, ironically enough, with appliance repair that I'm like stable enough in my life because I make enough money doing this job that I have a little bit more free time and a little bit more ability to do something like that. I love that. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. That's super Appli- cool. Applying for pair coming through for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, for our less, for our less cultured um, audience members that are much like myself, that have no idea what rent is um, other than what you pay at the end of the month. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is that about? Cause I've never even heard of it before. That, so there's a lot to unpack with that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, ch- I'll try to el- give me your elevator spiel. Give me the Cliff friend. Notes version. So, so Rent is a very important musical. Um, back in you know the 80s and 90s, there was the AIDS epidemic, mm-hmm. and that was a very very big thing. Um, Rent, the the guy that wrote Rent, his name was Jonathan Larson, um, and unfortunately he passed away not not from AIDS but separately thing. Uh, so when he wrote Rent, 
um, he was actually living with some roommates and it was the height of the AIDS epidemic. And some of his roommates did pass away from AIDS. And it was at one of those things that it needed more awareness. The reason why it was such a bad epidemic is because people didn't understand it. People didn't know how it was spread there. You know, at that point, there was no real cure for it or anything like that. Um, so Rent is actually a recreation uh, of a show called La Boheme. Um, and Jonathan Larson took like the skeleton of that and applied it to like modern day at the time in the 90s to where it's about um, like uh, several people, a group of people, a group of friends in New York City living through the AIDS epidemic. And it's just kind of like a, a little like spotlight of a year of their life. And it goes through some very, very heavy things and some very fun things. But it's it's like it was really important for the time that it came out because it brought a lot more awareness to AIDS and putting a face on it rather than um, people just being afraid of it and not understanding it. And same kind of idea with like Princess Diana when it was a huge thing that she would touch somebody with AIDS because people didn't understand it. So like incidents like that and having rent come out at that point in time was just like a huge shift in awareness. And so cool. it's, a very, it's a very important story that needs to be told gonna, even to this day. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Is there, a, uh, is there a movie that I can watch? Yes. <laughs> there is a movie. There All is. right, so I'm going to look it up. The, is it on Hulu? <laughs> that I don't know. Can't tell you that, <laughs> but, but it's cool though. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely the music from that is just, it's, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They did a really, really good job with the music, and the story is is uh, great. I am I'm a theater nerd myself. I was a behind the behind the scenes technician all through high school, grade school, and uh, I still I still do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Hence the host with the most. I was gonna it's, say that makes sense for why you do the podcast and you have all the good equipment and stuff. It's very <laughs> it's very much my passion. So it's always fun to meet someone else who's uh, very artsy. Uh, in appliance repair that it's yeah. i feel like it's a great outlet for what we do like we have to be so technical and we have to be so like on all the time oh wait um, that may, you want to see my my latest little project that i'm working on <laughs> it's a little dryer lint ball <laughs> what what are you doing with the dryer lint ball you did a video on that like you <laughs> The, the original one's almost at a million views. It's blowing my mind. It's so funny. I just, so like the little dryer lint balls, I've always kind of like found them amusing, like the little like perfectly round ones that wind up in baffles. Okay. So I always, I always thought they were amusing. So I was like, maybe the internet will find them amusing. And they did. <laughs> and somebody was like, you should sell them. And I was like, well, I do actually have tiny jars. Like I, I could sell <laughs> I'm like if if wearing dryer lint as a as jewelry is your thing, sure. Well, they're great fire starters too. You take, <laughs> take it some, oh, take some dryer lint, you know, put a little Vaseline on it. It'll light right up. I tried. I actually tried to. Um, one of my first videos that I attempted to do was I was trying to show why it's such a big deal to get your your venting cleaned out and just how flammable dryer lint is. And I lit some lint on fire. I like I put it in the street. It was away from everything. It was like on asphalt. Um, and TikTok took that video down almost immediately. <laughs> oh wow! Because they're like, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous act. <laughs> like I lit people this need much to dryer know. lint. People need to know that that's what happens when you don't clean your phone. <laughs> and that and well and that's the exact reason why I wanted to do it. I didn't do it because I was just like, well, look, fire. <laughs> Right, but and then I I wound up uh, reposting the video, except I did a dramatic recreation of me lighting it on fire. So I drew a picture, <laughs> so just like a little picture of like flames on fake lint. It worked. Nah. That's awesome. Well, let let's get into some of the nitty gritty questions that I that I have that I like to ask most of the people we interview that are technicians. Sure. What are your um, top favorite top favorite tools your go-to if i was going to send you in on a call and it's your and you can only have three tools what would they be okay three tools definitely a uh, uh screwdriver with interchangeable bits okay i have like a, a ten dollar husky screwdriver that is just i use it every single call um 
It's hard to because it depends on the repair. <laughs> but the screwdriver for sure. Um, I have a teeny tiny flat blade screwdriver. It's like this big. That I'm still amazed at how many different uses I find for it. The thermostat <laughs> like screwdriver? Trying something open or like getting at a screw that I couldn't get at. Even if I like if the screw is, you know how like... um. Sometimes you'll go to unscrew a screw, but the top is like stripped. So it just kind of spins can pry it up with that and then unscrew it with the screwdriver works nice and easy. Um, and then probably adjustable pliers for sure. Nice. Those are the ones I use the most often. Definitely. So you should well, go back to <clears throat> episode number two. If, if you have not seen our episode number two, an old TK turned me on to the Weira multi-bit. I'm telling you, you buy that thing, it will change your life. You'll have to send it to me later, I'm curious. Yeah, we'll we'll send you that one. Episode number two, okay. that that little screwdriver that old TK is showing Ooh, is the fancy. most... Yeah. Removable. Yeah. That's, okay, yours is like a fancier version of the Husky one that I have. I'm telling you, you I, because you I was the same the way. I so I had the Klein. I had the Klein, which is just a little bit up from you know nice. what you're talking about the Husky version. Um, and then TK showed me that. I'm like, ooh, okay. Well, <laughs> now, now I love this. Where and then he just showed this you is that, what goes in with me on every call. Nice. Yeah. So that little Klein 90 degree is like an amazing little hand wrench. Um, if you don't have one of those. Oh yeah, I have I have a, a right I have two different right angle ones. Yeah, I have some for my drill, but that one for like like those really hard it's it's actually pretty amazing. It's, and the cool yeah. thing about this thing is it's five six you know it's got your five sixteenths on one side, your quarter uh, inch on another. Quarter. But then what what it what's best about it is you can put any of your attachments right into there. Yeah, and it's got the big thumb on one end, so you can you know. It's it's like it was custom built for appliance technicians. It's actually yes. pretty fantastic. <laughs> nice. I like the thumb hook. That's cool. Yeah, it works out really well. Did you guys see my uh the TikTok that I did of my uh my tool bag tour? No. I, I didn't see, see that, that one. one. Yeah. I stocked a lot of your stuff, but I, I didn't like, see that uh, one. A week or two ago, I think, somebody in one of my lives, um, they're like, we want a toolbox tour. And I'm like, well, I don't carry in a toolbox. I carry in a tool bag. And I did a tool bag tour. What kind like, of bag are you rocking? <laughs> I have a hip bag. <laughs> I So it's it's like, um, it would be the kind, like, like one of those biker bags that it clips around your waist. And then it has um, like a thigh strap that you can clip on. Um, I don't clip the thigh strap on though because it's just a pain in the ass. It's easier to move around if I just have it around my waist. Um, but and I, I, uh, I, all the stuff that I bring into pretty much every single call can usually fit within that bag. And then somebody asked me like how much that bag weighs. So of course I put it on the only thing that I had, which is my refrigerant scale, <laughs> and I weighed it on my refrigerant scale. Um, and it's like seven and a half pounds. That's awesome. Which. Apparently, I was talking to another tech. They said they're like, "Yeah, my bag's like fifty pounds." And like, you need to get a hip bag or something because that's that's a lot. That was my old bag. I had a veto. I had the full size veto, and that's what I carried in on every call. I could do ninety nine percent of calls with it. And then the boys came out and uh, they went through stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we only carry like this in." And I'm like, <sighs> So I went and I bought the uh, Vito MC, which is like the really small backpack. Um, and I can still throw my meter bag on the side. And the, I think even with the meter bag on the side, the whole thing weighs like 10 pounds tops now. So it's it's nice. And then if I got it, I still have the big Vito in the, in the truck. So if I got a, you know, need a specialty tool or, you know, channel locks that I don't normally carry or vice grips that I don't normally need to carry. I run out to the truck and grab that. But yeah, it's you got to have a nice workflow when you're going in and out of houses. On oh, a for sure. Well, basis. that's one of the reasons why I like the hip bag is because I don't have to set it down anywhere. Yeah. It's just cool. on me. That's very Yeah, cool. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds right up my alley. Because I, yeah. I, I take the Vito MB2. That's my main bag. It's just a meter bag. It's like this big, but it's packed full of tools. And it's got the clip on the side, so I can clip it on my side. But um, I'm always up for a new tool. I love tool bags. I, I yeah. 
I definitely upgrade if I find something that's a little more versatile. I, well, and mine's mine's not even technically a tool bag. I think I I looked on Amazon and found like a tactical leg bag or something like that. <laughs> like I could send you guys the link to it for sure. But off the top of my head, I I know I, it has the word tactical in it. <laughs> Nice. You, you definitely yeah. have to send TK the link, otherwise TK is going to be rocking the '80s fanny pack. Going <laughs> the house, I feel like I need to start writing down all the things that I need to send to you guys. Yeah, well, this, we'll just a uh, bunch of random stuff. This, this podcast to figure it out. There you go. Uh, so, uh, TK, do you got any final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, I'd like to finish with this one last question that we started out asking everybody and we've been kind of slacking on. <laughs> if you can tell the appliance repair community, especially the new techs coming in, if you could tell them one piece of advice, what would it be? Be patient with your customers and take half a second to educate them if they're not understanding something you're trying to tell them. Yes. <laughs> that is solid gold advice right there. It, it can save a lot of headaches for them and for you. <laughs> and a lot of bad reviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Seeking to understand versus just spewing. That's awesome. Take, take time. Understand who your customers are and give some, give some value. Uh, a little bit educate of them goes and, a long way. Yeah, I was about, I was just about to say, be empathetic. <laughs> yeah, put yourself in their shoes. Like it sucks to have your appliance down, it, and it sucks even worse to have a jerk of a technician come in and treat you like you're a freaking idiot. Oh, for know? sure. So, I feel yeah. e even if you can't actually empathize, just at least pretend. Yeah, <laughs> even they, even they the customers, like even the customers that like piss me off to no end and they're like going on and on and on about how this situation sucks and like this and that. I'm just like, yep, I understand. I totally understand that this would be really frustrating. Yep. And that's as long all as you, don't you have like to say fake. and do. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, we'll have to chat some more and I now have more homework. I guess I'm going to have to go back and review your TikTok <laughs> some more. I missed some, some videos. Uh, TikTok is kind of a black hole. There's a, there's a lot right. of content that goes down through that. So, um, we I'm, I'm to the point where I really only ever use TikTok for content creation. Now I very rarely scroll through it cause I don't have time. <laughs> right. Well, we thank you for it, coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Me. So with that, that has been the Appliance Alliance podcast, and we are signing off.